What's going on, ladies and gents? This is Dorian. <laughs> and this is a very worried Miss MVP. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yes, happy post-Thanksgiving. This is... Anybody got to know it's post-Thanksgiving. You so... You tell everything. So what? I got to be honest with my people. I was. I just said happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays there. We'll keep it even. (sighs) See? Taco shaming all over again. (laughs) (laughs) And who was it that that supported me on my taco? I appreciate you. Who who was it? Miss Mel Smith. Smell? Mel Smith. Mel Smith, thank you. Send me your information. I'm going to send you a goodie bag. <laughs> sour cream goes on tacos, baked potatoes, chili, and nachos. We are in there. Really? Is there anything else that you need to say about taco shaming before we move on? No. With more pressing issues? <laughs> no, not at all. I um, Asshole. got it all out in all that episode and like I said, it, it, and it wasn't even taco really shaming. It's just that we were just talking about one specific topping for tacos. One specific topping. That's it. I want what I want when I want it. And that works for you. All I'm saying and is... And that's all that is about at this moment <laughs> was me and my taco. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so, at all, you cannot have... So, if you're Mrs. Sour Cream, point blank period, you cannot have a taco is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. All right. I'll leave it at that. Thing. I will eat my nachos without sour cream, but it won't taste right. Only because... It's the same thing. Mm-mm. Because I don't eat hard shell tacos. <laughs> Can't have some shit nachos. Touche. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Anything else? No. All right. And welcome, everyone, uh, <laughs> to season two of the Combos of the Park podcast. That, again, that's Miss MCP. I'm Doria for our day ones. We appreciate y'all for our new listeners. <laughs> Uh, you're gonna be in for a ride. I'll just leave it at that. Just bring the sour cream. So I got everything else. <laughs> bring your own sour cream. Oh boy. Okay. Other than the tacos, Miss MVP, how are you today? I'm all right. It's Iron Bowl, and I'm nervous as shit. It's quadruple overtime. Never have I ever. I'm gonna be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, 10 pounds of wine in, like, final Alabama won by two quadruple overtime, 24 to 22. (sighs) Nice game, guys. That was a sports podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm sad. All right. It's over with. How was your Thanksgiving? Thanks- <laughs> my Thanksgiving was pretty chill. Um, didn't do much. It was a immediate family Thanksgiving. Um, just kept it, you know, within us, my parents, and my daughter, and that was pretty much it. And we ate. Uh-huh. I relaxed. My daughter was fine with. Did your daddy cook collard greens? Yes, he did. And you didn't bring me none. My bad. Ooh. <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't collards. It, it was, was um, turnips. I don't want them. They stringy. Yeah. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was turnip greens this time. Yeah. Turnip greens, Tell ham. Tell do better. Turnip greens, ham, turkey, uh, stuffing, uh, sweet potatoes, and potato salad. Mm, 
had most of that. We didn't do greens and the black eyed peas. I didn't do turkey. I did um smothered turkey wings. Oh, okay. All them bitches gone. I had like nine of them. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. That little six year old I got, she tied it, but she's a human vacuum cleaner. She that, put them back like that? She ate four. Oh wow. Okay. Miss Bree did a thing then. She loves turkey, baby. All right. She liked to eat. Anywho, did you have any um, unknown but known family members to avoid for Thanksgiving? No, because, um, you know, we spoke about family before on the podcast, but yeah, they. Thanksgivings have not been the same in several years. Not since my uh, my grandmother and my aunt passed. Mm-hmm. It has not been the same. It's usually with everyone doing their own little pocket thing of Thanksgiving. Yeah. But, yeah. What about you? Nah, they know I don't do drama. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real nice, nasty when it comes to cussing people out. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm the, the rudest, nicest motherfucker you will ever meet. Okay. Yeah, and yes, don't want to don't want to cross that side too many times. No, I mean it's just I let you hang yourself before I hang you. <laughs> That's all. That's it. One of my cousins, she lives in Pensacola. She reached out to me. Um, she does big. She cooks and bakes like I do. And my other cousin, he reached out to me. He um he has a twenty or I think he's about to be twenty one, a sixteen or fifteen year old, and then his two nephews are. 18 and 19, mm-hmm. 17 and 19. And I'm like, you gotta feed all them plus your grandson. <laughs> Good luck with you. He's like, yeah, I gotta make like 10 pies. So, Ooh. yeah. So, you know, it was like you say, everybody doing their own thing. My niece, she's home. Um, they, you know, they were stationed in Alaska for yeah. several years. So she didn't come home for Thanksgiving a lot. So she's home and families and stuff like that wanna see him. But for the most part, I was just chill. I tried to take a nap, but I couldn't. Why couldn't you? I just can't. Oh. You know, I can't sleep like that. Yeah. <laughs> I only sleep two hours at a time. She, I get my naps in whenever I can. I'm yeah, old. you do. I'm old. I embrace it. I get a nap in. Look, I fall asleep fast, but I don't stay asleep long. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's all good, though. Oh, yeah. Um, I read today where it's sad. It's very sad. Um, as we know, young Dolph yeah. got murdered, and it was a young man. I don't remember his name. He ended up being murdered because he was making jokes about young Dolph's murder, and I'm like, Memphis, what you doing? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it. And, you know, we've lost so many um, rappers. I won't even say rappers, but we've lost so many black men during this period. And and it seems like the most that we lose them during this period is while they are in their hometown. We never hear of anything crazy, you know, while they're out. And it seems like people have more love for them, you know, everywhere else than their hometown. I mean, same as can be said about, uh, well, no. It's a little iffy. I can't remember all the details between uh, about um, XXXX Temptation. I can't remember if he was shot at home. He was in his driveway, I think. Yeah. Then, yeah, Dolph and Nip. Yeah. 
So yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous and because they they feel like you let your guard down a little bit more when you're in your hometown, I believe. I mean, but you, but honestly, you should be able to leave your guard down because I mean, that's you know, that's the that's your hometown. That's where yeah. you're supposed to you know got your starting and your most love from. But it seems like you know we just can't get it that way anymore. To the yeah. I, I won't even say it's the crabs in the barrel mentality, but it's like. And it's mainly with the black community, the impoverished black community, where it seems like we hate the most on a person that has the most shine in us. Yeah. And thinking somebody owe you something. Yeah, and then, you know, or, you know, and then then you get stories of, you know, someone making it mm-hmm. and then never coming back to the hood is because the second they come back, oh, then, you know, people start some people have the jokes about, oh, well, you think you're too good for the hood now. Like everybody who I grew up with that lived on our little dead end street, mm-hmm. we communicate with each other. But it's a handful of us. It was it had to be about 30 people on our street who we grew up with. Right. It's a handful of us, literally, that still associate with the street. Only because, you know, parents or whatever still live there. Yeah. My parents don't live on that street anymore, but it's about... I want to say three and two on the other side of the of the, um, the street that live behind houses and stuff like that. Only because their parents are still there. Everybody else, because we knew where we came from and we know like, okay, shit, we did that already. Let's move on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We didn't come from bad, but we didn't come from a great start either. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of us are doing excellent for ourselves and it's just, you know, fuck it. Yeah, that's just one thing I will never understand. And hopefully one day we'll be able to get it right and we'll be able to move on from these situations. Because, I mean, just between Dolph and, like I said, I didn't hear much of his music, but the things I did hear about him other than music Uh were good. You know, real estate and everything else. And it's just like, you know, he was trying to do better for himself. Same with Nip. Nip was bringing, you know, putting money back into the hood to make it better for everyone else. But yet that, you know, someone had to gun them down and it's just like, why would you gun down someone that's bringing money back into the areas and trying to make it better in the areas that we live in? Why would you want someone to be Because around? they didn't either hire them or put them on. That's ridiculous. Everyone doesn't... And I was speaking with one of my um, workers, with one of my um, uh, technicians um, last week and it was kind of the same thing, you know, we, we spoke about um, people feeling entitled mm-hmm. and you know that kind of goes along the same line where you know like you said if someone felt like oh they didn't give me a shot or they didn't do this they didn't do that you know then they got the utmost hate for them and mm-hmm. it, it makes no sense to me that's like for me um, back in back when I was on, on the block of McBride you know it was we had, we had some local rappers that was, you know, were the only thing to get on. And it was just like, you know, I would, just because I was so in, I love hip hop and rap. And it was just like, okay, well, I figured that I could, you know, I thought I had some skills. So I figured, you know, just go up to them. Hey, put me on. Oh, no, they won't feel me like that. And it wasn't like, okay, I took any hate for them. It's like, okay, well, yeah. if y'all don't, you know, if y'all not feeling me, then that's fine. I'll find my own lane. Uh-huh. And most people, you know, some people would do that, but then once they get into that lane or they, you know, they've done better than the other person, then they start throwing more hate. And it's like, why even uh, even put yourself in that position to do that? Yeah. I mean, it's 
it's crazy. Like when we were talking to Tamika, she was like, reach across. I think I can't remember who she talked to. I think she said Issa. Yeah. Uh, or she heard Issa Ray say, reach across and grab somebody. Don't reach back, reach across. At least you know that they already have something to bring to the table. Yeah. Not saying that the people don't if you have to reach back or reach down not saying that they don't but you already know that this person put in the word they know your grind they will respect your time and stuff like that yeah. at that moment you may not have time to teach or train but you know yeah. everybody has their own opinion about stuff but you know rest in peace young Dolph yes, I heard his music um years ago cause I was like young Dolph like what the hell kind of name is that? I'm talking about years ago. This is before my oldest child was born. Mm-hmm. And his dad was, he was like, you, you ought to listen to Young Dolph because he put me on Young Dolph and Yellow Wolf and Logic. Like all of them came out around the same time. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And so I listened to him and I was like, okay, cool. Really love Logic. Couldn't really get down with Young Dolph, but the name stood. And I'm like, is he from Dolphin Island? <laughs> <laughs> Is he from the island, like Dolphin Island? But I didn't even know his name until recently. Yeah, Adolph, I think, or Randolph. Adolph, I think. I don't, don't I think it was Adolph. Too. That's where he get um, Dolph from. And I'm like, oh, okay. It kind of full circle, but yeah. you know, I'm a you know, I'm a little airhead sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't discriminate. Screw you. Anyhow. Is that one? Never mind. I was about to do it, but I'm not. Do it. No. This is a safe space. I was just about to make another taco joke, but say it. No. Say it. Discriminate like you do on with tacos when they don't have sour cream, but continue. Damn right. (laughs) Shit. You're not gonna do this today. We can go all day with tacos. No, let's 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 stay away from the tacos for right now. I just can't eat sour cream on my ceviche. It don't taste right. Okay. But wrap that bitch in the tortilla. I what are we talking about today? Let's get this shit rolling or floating. Yeah. Um. Spit it out. What are we talking about? <laughs> um. You know what? I finally took a listen to an <laughs> evening with Silk Sonic. Yes. <laughs> and I was actually surprised. I thought that, um, I mean, yeah, it was only, well, not considering the first intro, uh, eight songs on there. I thought that I was going to get uh, a little tired of the whole 70s thing. No. Quickly. Um, actually, I did not. It was, yeah, it kept me through, kept me through the whole mentality, and it was a good, it was a good listen. I'm not going to say it was perfect, but, yeah, I mean... I'm not going to say it was not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was a very good album by them. Listen, I just, you know, like I, I said a moment ago, I have a hard time falling asleep. I had an earworm. Not a physical earworm. Oh, okay. Disturbed people. <laughs> you guys call it an earwig, but it's actually called an earworm, where a song or something keeps playing, repeating your head. Hmm. Okay. Smoking out the window. <laughs> I couldn't go to sleep. Every time I lay my head on my pillow, 
this bitch got me. I just tap my forehead like, okay, night shift. <laughs> Stop your shit. <laughs> it's time to go to sleep. Yeah. But um, after last night, it's my joint. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, after last night is a good one. I was just looking back through the uh, through the song list. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like I said, when I just whenever I play an album, I don't try to focus on the album listen. I just want to you know get the whole vibe. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I want to say after last night, I did like "Flies Me." Yeah, "Flies Me" is good. All of it is good. Seven, seven, seven is great. But the biggest stick out for me, I want to say, was I ended up playing Bat- "Blast Off" more. Yeah, "Blast Off" is like a. Um, like Prince's um, Say My Name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I started playing Blast Off a lot more once I actually, once I went through, I just, you know, of course, I did the whole first listen, didn't skip. Just, yeah. just try to get the whole experience and it was just like, okay, when, when I went through it again and I played it again, it was just like, okay, after the second listen, Blast Off just kind of stuck with me and I started playing that one more and more and more. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. Blast Off reminds me of Prince Say My Name. It's real sexy. After last night is like you met this dude at the club or female at the club. Mm-hmm. I've never done this, but you know, I've seen movies. <laughs> and, and it's like a one night stand, but then you can't get rid of them like that scene in um Harlem Nights. Like when he called it Sunshine. Sunshine, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he called his mom. I'm never coming home. <laughs> like shit. After last night, I think I'm in love with you. Like I know it, but go on. <laughs> so yeah, it's that was kind of funny. Yeah. But yeah, smoking out the window by far has to be <laughs> the song of the year to me. But I, I could be wrong. I haven't heard all the songs. <laughs> I could be wrong. I mean, but even more than Leave the Door Open? Um, well, technically Leave the Door Open came out last season. Yeah, but I mean, but even still, I mean, if you were... No, why don't you say last season? Well, last award season. That's what they go by. Yeah, I don't even go by the award stuff. I'm talking about Song of the Year, so I am. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Leave the Door Open was great. Um, it was like you know the introduction to Silk Sonic although they have been working on this this song is five years old I listened to an interview um, Big Boy's Neighborhood okay and they said it was five years wow Anderson was like he basically stalked Bruno (laughs) and they did the song and then they finally was like people kept asking like when y'all gonna do something and they did something and they never did put it out. And when they finally put it out, it was amazing. And people were like, where's the album? Like Tiana Taylor said, the album. He yeah. <laughs> so it, it was kind of surprising that it was phenomenal, to say the least. Like, if they do not put out anything else, I won't be mad. Yeah. It's like it was an open and a close. Blast off with the clothes. Yeah. Boosted closed the door. He was like, all right, niggas, go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that, but it does lead me to think, you know, yeah, they stuck to a certain style when it came to this album. I would be more interested to see 
Anderson Pop be himself, like he is on like Oxnard and his other releases. And the what do you mean be himself? Well, not I don't mean be himself, but like the styles that he had on those albums. I would like to see that mixed with Bruno. Mm, like raw drums, okay. Yeah. Um, I think he used Bruno's band with this. Um, because I didn't see the Free Nationals in the couple videos that he had, and that's his band. Yeah. So I didn't see them, but they could have been. Um, I don't recall seeing them. Yeah, like I said, it's just something I was thinking of after letting that, letting the album sit for a bit. It was just like, I wonder if like just hearing a mix of Anderson Pac's previous albums with a Bruno kick to it, how would that sound? Vice, you know, something uh, a theme. Anderson and Kendrick have a good chemistry. They have several songs together. Oh yeah, um, that I love. So let's talk about. Um, what's the name of that song? I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Uh, the lyrics, the lyrics, the lyrics, the lyrics to smoking out the window. I got another one I want to break down too. Okay. The, <laughs> the lyrics to smoking out the window are very specific to me. Every time I listen to this, I'm like, damn, who hurt you? <laughs> But it's comical and it's also understanding. Uh, yeah. Like the way that the song starts off is like a more modern temptations, right? And mm-hmm. David Ruffin is <laughs> David Ruffin is the for, the front man. And he's singing. And he's leaning and doing all that smoking his cigarette. Whatever he gotta do. But he Bruno leaned in and said, This bitch <laughs> got a badass kids right around my crib like it's Chuck E. Cheese. He bent in and said he meant that. Yeah. Have you ever experience anything like they are saying in this song by the way this video was directed by Bruno Mars and somebody else so mm. yeah um creative direct creative executive producer was Corey Fitzgerald never been with someone that had badass kids so I've never really <laughs> never really experienced that not just those lyrics but <laughs> <laughs> But no, um, you know, just the way this bitch got me paying a rent, paying for trips. No, diamonds on the roof. Yeah, I, I've never been. I won't say. I won't say a simp. <laughs> I won't say a simp. So, do you really call him a simp, though? No, if you got it. Okay. Now, hold on. <laughs> Take your sip of your wine. <laughs> How many wines? It's too many wines. Not enough. Um. <laughs> But no, okay. Now, there's a difference between someone simping and someone, okay, if you, you know, if you got it ball out. Now, it ain't tricking if you got it. Right. <laughs> but if it's someone that I've already, you know, we say that we're in a quote-unquote relationship and we're supposed to be serious about each other, then yes, I don't mind 
spending money. I don't mind. But she belonged to everybody. Exactly. That's the problem. She belonged to the streets in this one. She belongs to the streets. So if she belongs to the streets, then that's simping. Plain and simple. But she just the other night, she was gripping you tight, screaming, Hercules, Hercules. What other dude she was probably doing that with? I ain't got nothing to do that. I'm with that. <laughs> I was not. What other, dude, what other dude she probably faking and faking him and, and calling out to? You cannot tell. Well, I don't can't know. what? I would say y'all can't tell when, when it's fake and when it's not. Oh, we can't. Okay. Continue with your breath lyric breakdown. I don't think I know it's real as sour cream. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know when it's fake and when it's real. Huh. But anywho. Okay. Yeah. We, yeah we're not, we're not going to get down that, down that path. Continue. The last part of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go and get my two cents. Okay. This is what I said. Damn, who hurt you? He said, look at baby. I hope you find whatever it is that you need. But I also hope that your trifling ass is walking around here barefoot in these streets. Look out! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I said, "Damn, Anderson, who hurt you?" Like that bitch, the ass whoop in that order. I told you what night I was gonna sit here and listen to the mm-hmm. night that it came out. I woke up early. Early, like I always do. <laughs> and I sat there and I listened to that whole album. And I'm like, I love it. And I think I listened to I think I listened to each song three times before I went to the next song. <laughs> Just to make sure I caught everything. I did I was so into the song. I didn't even see the first two times. I didn't even see Anderson laying on the floor. Because <laughs> I was just into the song. And then so I was reading the comments and it's like, the most dramatic thing about that video is Anderson laying on the, on the floor. floor. <laughs> what the fuck? When did I miss him laying on the floor? He says not to be dramatic, but I want to die. And I'm like, okay. So I went back after I listened to the whole album. I'm like, this nigga's really laying on the damn floor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The one thing I will give them throughout this whole thing is showmanship. Yeah. They play their parts well. Yeah. <laughs> and they interview well together. They they mesh really well. And they also have their individual projects that they're also great at. Like, I went and I watched Anderson's Tiny Desk. His Tiny Desk was great. I went and watched Bruno's earlier projects always been a fan of his when he was a little chubby face big hair singing pop music he still sings pop music too oh yeah but like I don't remember the name of the album but when he had um 24 Care Magic yeah and he got Chunky and Perm like all of those like that's not only from an artist standpoint showing you how he is outside of the video mm-hmm. because there's no way in hell you're going to put all that together and your brain don't think like that outside of music. 
when you're creative, you're creative all the time. Yeah. My friend came mad at me like this. She was like, why you just can't do stop and do? I can't. If I feel something that's creative, I got to stop what I'm doing. I'm going to wake up. I'm gonna, I got to get it done because if I don't get it out, it's festers. Yeah. And I feel incomplete. So I understand kind of how he feels, but that's, that's you know, kind of off the subject a little bit. But all of those things, the visual, the visual on it is like 10 times amazing. Yeah. And I went back and I watched Skate a couple more times and I went through those lyrics. It's just, it's, it's a, just like Anderson said, he said, doing music with Bruno Mars is like a cheat code. How so? Well, you play video games. You know what cheat codes are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Insert Bruno Mars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much more to break it down. I was just making sure that's the route we were going down with that. Yeah, he's like, it's like a cheat code because he brings more to the, not more to the table, but he brings creativity. He brings the lyrics. He brings the writing. He brings himself and he pushes you also. And I've watched several interviews and none of them were the same. And of course, you know, you get the questions ahead of time and all that good stuff. But yeah. you also have the questions that the journalist will sneak in once or two. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I know that background. <laughs> you sneak in what you can. Yeah. And, you know, they'll let you know if you went too far. <laughs> but you you have to um, you have to be combat compatible musically and spiritually to be able to make great music. Yeah. Because at that point, the music is going to be timeless. It's going to grow. Fans are going to love it. The lyrics are going to be clear, understanding, and it's going to be great for all ages. That whole album, you don't have to clutch your pearls except for <laughs> this, this. <laughs> Nothing was vulgar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was, I didn't have a parental advisor on it if need be because of that, but it was nothing sexualized. Yeah, nothing was, yeah, was over sexualized on that. And that's yeah. amazing these days. True. Because you have this one song, <laughs> like, <laughs> I swear, man, Candace, we talk about everything. She said, she said, she said, man, audio, I should play it, but I didn't get her permission first. <laughs> she said, Oh my God. I just listened to, oh damn, what was the name of that song? The Yin Yang Twins, um, the Whisper song, I think. Oh Lord. She said, I just listened to all of that. I had to clutch my pearls. <laughs> I'm saying to myself, yeah, the chorus, the second, the second. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just sitting back thinking though, because yeah, because if you, Unless she heard the the full, the full and not the radio, not yeah. the radio. Okay, then she yeah. heard the yeah, that one is yeah. That one is. <laughs> I'm like, haven't you? But she didn't go when we were in college. She didn't go out with us that much. Mm -hmm. So that's when you know, back in back, back in, in the day, shit. <laughs> <laughs> back in the day, they were they were hitting it. Yeah. Them, Project Pat, uh, Juicy J, and Lil John, and definite Lil John, and you know, just they were nasty to the window, to, to the, the wall. wall, to the sweat drop from my balls. <laughs> All these bitches crawl. 
Skeet, 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 you have to turn the radio down, try to find a whole another station, snatch the CD out, whatever you got to do. Press pause, anything. Yeah. But with this, an evening with Silk Sonic, baby, listen. Get your grown man, grown woman on, turn the lights down low, turn have the TV on, but put it on mute with the music blasting with your wine glass on. Laying across the, yes, your wine glass on. Laying across <laughs> the couch. And just let it take you out, blast off to another. What? He said, I took a little something to get here. Yeah, yeah. I be like, I did too. <laughs> you know what? With you describing the album like that, the vibe that it reminds me of what? is like D'Angelo Brown Sugar. Never. I mean, Hear me out. <laughs> Hear me out. Now, I'm not saying it's on the same tier as, okay. as brown sugar. I'm not saying that. Okay. Not saying that at all, but what I'm saying is... Because I come to defense for D'Angelo. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I ain't coming for D'Angelo. I'm, trust me. I love that album. Black Messiah. I love that album. But, no, what I'm saying in reference to that is I remember my first time listening to Brown Sugar, and it was like... Sugar, it was one of those albums where even... It's happening. You could play it, and... Especially with me growing up in my Lydia house, I could play that. Put that bitch on mute. And listen to it. <laughs> no, I could play. I could play that song. I could play that album almost to the T and not have any issues without you know getting complained by except for shit damn motherfucker. Shit that one I skipped. Damn motherfucker. <laughs> I felt them on that one, but um, but no, like just something the way you can play and. Ease back and just relax and invite. I'm gonna tell you who album it puts me in mind of instant vintage. Uh Raphael Sadiq. Okay. It puts me in mind of that. And like I said, Prince is say my name. Yeah. That yeah. I can get down with with that. But that instant vintage, since since you said that, because that song You Should Be Here with D'Angelo is on instant vintage. And I'm just an instant vintage. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> but yeah, I mean like like seven seven seven. Seven 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 is a faster beat. Yeah. And in one of the interviews, Anderson was doing something and Bruno had told him, because they asked him why wasn't more songs on there. He told him, he said, because uh, Bruno told me no more rapping. This <laughs> 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 shit was so funny. And he called him Andy. I thought they think that's so cute. He said, uh, he told me no more rapping. So <laughs> that's the only one that's <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, they they cool friends. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's it's grown and sexy. You could put that on and go. Yeah, you put it, you don't have to worry about blasting it on Saturday morning, cleaning up. Got your kids around. You got you know they didn't heard the word bitch before. Yeah, but I'm saying this area if they haven't heard. Yeah, at least that word. Yeah. Tell you like this. Play A Evening with Silk Sonic. A, um, who is Jill Scott? On repeat. Hmm. Jilly from Philly. Who is Jill Scott? I'm not going to say it's her best, but it's her best. Oh, yeah. 
And then the even with Silk Sonic is kind of right there. And I'm sorry if you younger <laughs> folks don't understand the passion that she put in this, that goddamn album. But yes. Oh, I can talk about that shit all night, but we but we ain't going to do that yet. Are we? But um, We're not going to do that yet. I mean, we can't because I love, I would say, you got the Jill Scott. I love Jill Scott. And Prove it. Now, who is Jill Scott plus 826? Now, that's the better version of the album. The remastered version. The remastered version where she did the whole album live. Yeah, live. Yes. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, that is the better version. Not, I'm going to say the better. Knocking. I won't say the better because you, you get know, a better experience. You get a you get a you get a good experience, but it's also the studio. You hear her voice clearer because you can hear her voice great, but oh, the, yes. the audience is still singing with her on some of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I don't go to a concert to sing. You know what I'm saying? I go to a concert to see and hear you sing. Mm-hmm. That's the only downside to that. But you're still getting the Jill Scott. There's not going to be a time where she's not going to sing. No, and, I didn't and, say and that. Blow your mind. Yeah. But Even, I put those two albums together. I can go down a whole nother list. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm just saying, as far as your grown and sexy shit, right. that's the one that comes to mind, besides any Maxwell albums. <laughs> <laughs> and the new one just dropped. <laughs> that tuxedo paint is coming back out. Well, I should have known Maxwell's going to get brought up in there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I won't talk about him. But no, I get it, though. But um, to stay on the music side of things, you know, we were kind of having a sidebar conversation about um, soundtracks. Yes. And sorry, my voice got real, <laughs> real deep and creepy. <laughs> and of course, you know, when we when we was talking about it, you know, some of the ones that popped in my mind, like I know for me, the first soundtrack that I purchased and listened to was Boomerang. Um, now. When most people, you know, usually bring up soundtracks, first one most women bring up is um, shit. Now I can't even think of it. You um, said wait and exhale. Wait and exhale. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll definitely bring that one up because of um, Mary's not gonna cry. You know, it's one of the standouts on that soundtrack. But then, you know, there's also um, like like I said, boomerang, soul food. They did nothing for me. Boys the men made me cry on Soul Food. So now once you made me cry, we we gotta fight out first. We gotta fight it out. Oh mama, shit. Mama yeah. makes me cry to this day. Soul food been out a hundred years. <laughs> Let mama come on. I'm no hell no, nah, I'm changing the radio, flipping the song. No, hell mm-mm. Yeah. No, mama. No. What's your uh, standout soundtrack? Um, We were talking about soundtracks earlier, and I named a couple of them. Um, um, Best Man. Oh, yeah, you did. You did say that, yeah. Best Man soundtrack was great. Best Man Christmas. Um, And Tyler Perry's Emma Reunion. It's something about... Number one, Johnny Gill. <laughs> number two, number two, <laughs> who? Yeah, number two. It's something about a well-scored movie that does something to me. Where sometimes I will forget 
everything about that movie mm-hmm. just to find out what song. I have to know what was going on from a creative side for that person to put that song with that scene. Gotcha. And it could be a song that's been out for years. Like I was watching something with my son earlier and Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls came out. They were nowhere near water. They were like almost in a, like the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And it was nothing, just a two-lane road. And it was, don't go chasing waterfall. And I'm like, okay. But then the conversation picked up to where I'm like, oh, okay. He was explaining something on blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay. And now I can focus on the movie. This is how my brain breaks down stuff. Gotcha. Best Man Christmas. I cannot listen to that soundtrack without crying. I can't. I've tried. Fail. Miserably. <laughs> I don't listen to it except for during Christmas holidays. And I understand why the suicide rate goes up during the holiday. Yeah. Not even to be somber. Christmas music is not happy. Except for Mariah Carey Christmas album <laughs> that you don't like. That's not, yeah. <laughs> Let's not go down that, that rabbit hole. Yeah. Christmas music <laughs> is okay. Like, time... Sorry about that, guys. It's my wine glass. <laughs> Timeless Christmas music, like, let it snow. Boys the Men. Uh-huh. I know you hate it. You're tired. No, of it. I don't want- you want it to be redone. It's time for new. Yes, it is time for new. It's time for new anime and new video games. It's the same shit, same console every year, just a clearer picture. No, the games are always different. <laughs> Bullshit. <clears throat> okay, now you say that, but yeah, if you're someone that just sees Call of Duty, Call, Call of Duty, I ain't played that, or Madden, or Listen. NBA 2K, or something like that. I mean, yeah, you can say yeah, it's the same thing. Let me tell you the last video game I played. What's the last video game you played? It was. 2K1999. That don't even make sense. No, I don't. <laughs> no, it was NCAA1999. Okay. NCAA, okay. My team I always played with was Duke. Blue Devils, yeah. Can't go wrong with that. And... That was the last video game I played besides when my son made me play Legos. But see, I mean, that's understandable. And the Incredibles. Just, and yeah. that shit is hard. So. <laughs> <laughs> I get up and I be like, I'm pushing press X, mama. I'm pressing X. And I have to sit back and like, okay, there go X. I go to triangle. Like, I'm hitting it. Mom, give me your control. I'm like, well, he'll do this then. But now I understand when I used to try to get my mom to come play Super Mario Brothers with me, how she used to <laughs> hold the control and try to jump. <laughs> That shit was so fun to me. My sister be like, Mom, you ain't got to throw the controller, but I understand it now. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, I used to try and get my mom to play uh, Super Mario with me. I was just like, you know what, Mom? Let's just play Dunk Hunt. Yeah, that <laughs> shit was easy. <laughs> Point and shoot. <laughs> my daddy used to be sitting over there drinking Slip Small Liquor Bull or some Paul, my son, laughing his ass out. We like, grab a control. He like, y'all know I can't do that shit. My thumb's too fast. <laughs> But yeah, um, no, I don't know. It's the same stuff over and over and over. And I don't even know how we got on video games. But it's the same stuff over and over and over and over and over again. 
Yeah. Um, but not music. Yeah, but to get back to the soundtracks, um Maxwell. Anything with Maxwell. <sighs> that tuxedo paint, black summer night string. <sighs> you know, besides uh Above the Rim. Nope. You know, that's still one of my favorite soundtracks. Um I may know several songs on there, but I and can't. Then Boomerang. Um, but the two that stand out to me the most, and I guess it's just from a hip hop kind of side to it. Mm-hmm. Um there was a movie about uh about basketball called Soul in the Hole. Mm-hmm. And that soundtrack came out. And I just loved that soundtrack because I mean it was it was just mainly hip hop, but it was the right artist at the time because we had it was exhibit on there. It was and it was variety. It wasn't yeah, Wu Tang Dead Press. Yeah, Wu Tang yeah. Dead Press was on there. So yeah, it was it was um, Big Pun was on there. Um, I ain't a player. I just crushed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's my um, favorite one. <laughs> but no, just the variety in that you know just stuck out to me the most for that soundtrack, and then. Um, Brown Sugar just had Most Def all over it. So, and I was, you know, it, Most Def was in his prime back then. So, it's just like, it just stood out. Then, of course, it went back and gave tribute to the old school with Eric B and Rakim, um, yeah. Pay in Full, um, the extended, um, extended cut. Um, Black Alicious was on there. Uh, rest in peace to uh, Gift of Gab. Uh, again, it was just another. Another soundtrack for me that was just a hip a variety of hip hop that showed, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't just, you know, the gangster and, yeah. and the pop stuff that, you know, everyone heard. So yeah, those are those are the two of my most favorite soundtracks to me. My favorite one that I can listen to over and over. We're not even talking about Love Jones because you tried to ruin it. <laughs> it's like tacos and sour cream all over again. Um, you tried to, but it's not. That was a great soundtrack. Yes, yes it was. Um, but it's not my favorite. Love and Basketball was great. Mm. But my favorite still has to be Best Man. And it's not... I don't know. Maybe I was just into writing a little bit more mm-hmm. when those came out, or I was at a point to where the lyrics touched me a little bit more. Yeah. But I enjoy it. And I'm sure there's other movies out there whose soundtracks I enjoy also, but they can't come to the forefront right now. Right. Um, but yeah, those are the ones. I can literally listen, put in, but it's family reunion soundtrack and right now and sing it from the front to the back, except for the Brian McKnight song, which I like and I hate him. Now, yeah, I've never, never took a listen to any of the Tyler Perry. Challenge accepted. Soundtracks. <laughs> I haven't. It, it, like I said, it, it, to me, it was just like once, because soundtracks got big mm-hmm. in the 90s. Yes. And then by the time I want to say 2000 by, I think the last soundtrack I even, like I said, the last soundtrack I paid attention to was Brown Sugar. And that's because I went out, saw the movie and then saw the movie. It's like, okay, I just got to see if these most, these songs that most Def was doing mm-hmm. was going to be on the soundtrack. And of course they were. So it was just like, okay, that was bang for the buck for me. But yeah, after that, it was just like, I, you've never heard much about too many soundtracks after then. It seemed like it wasn't the moneymaker as it used to be. I guess not because they can go and find the individual songs that they like. Yeah. Now, yeah. Yeah. It's not like um, 
when Kendrick did the soundtrack for Black, Black Panther. Yeah. yeah. It yeah, was, that was just exclusive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was fully exclusive. It was nothing that we have heard before. Yeah. Everything was new. He did it. It was a TDE family yeah. that did it. So it's like, okay, I can recall one or two songs, but, you know, that's about it. But I've drank and smoked a lot since like, <laughs> <laughs> slept since then. So, sorry. So very sorry. Yeah, it's... As with anything, the times change. And, of course, the focus... It just happens to be different because, yeah, I mean, like I said, 90s to me, like, that's when, shoot, you had more soundtracks and so more than albums did. Sometimes, yeah. Speaking of, um, I want to find that, find the soundtrack for the new movie with Wesley Snipes and the little guy that came out. What's his name? Little guy? What's his name? Kevin Hart? I was trying not to look at his picture. Okay. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Hart. I was trying because it's right there. And I'm like, damn, what's his name? Kevin Hart. I want to see the, um, get the soundtrack for that. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be interesting because I haven't really watched anything that he has starred in. Uh, talking about Wesley since the second Blake. <laughs> I mean, um, he was in Coming to America too, but yeah. he didn't have a starring role. I can't even think of the name of that movie that he was with Sonal Lathan in. That was a good one, too, that he starred uh, in. I can't uh, even think of the name of it right Wesley? now. Yeah. Yeah, he was a... Uh, um, yeah, Sonal was... Uh, she was a teacher trying to become an artist, an R.B. singer. And Wesley worked on houses or did, like... Uh, uh, I won't say like work, but like reconstruct. Not even. I won't even say reconstruction, but like. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that one, but that was oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that one. I mean, that was the last big one because yeah, before the nineties. Because yeah, you could Pastor Fifty Seven and All the War and um. Yeah, it's a lot of movies. That didn't come out in the nineties. It came out late two thousands, but. No, I said it. Yeah, I said it. I said it was in the two thousand when that movie came out. You said nineties. I was you, saying you to play the audio back. We got receipts. I was saying nineties as far as Passenger Fifty Seven and you know a lot of Wesley stuff was yeah being in the nineties. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was uh, Disappearing X. Yeah, Disappearing X. Yeah. Yeah, he um he did all right in that, <laughs> but I still want to hear it first. I heard good things about that. That one and the. The one with Halle Berry, Bruised. Bruised, yeah. I've heard some. I heard some stuff about it. But yeah, I haven't had a chance. I to mean, since she, she played Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, it's been kind of downhill. It's been downhill. <laughs> she did. She did okay storm, but Catwoman, one, one, one. <laughs> but she said something today, or all right, I um, I saw a clip from the um, what's that girl name? Tam Tamara Hall. Tamarin Hall. I don't know who you're talking about. From uh, the Today Show, Black Chick. Tam- they kind of Tamarin Hall. I'm sorry if I butchered her name. I don't know if it's Tamron or Tamar. You know, we can add some <laughs> some vowels and stuff with pronunciation where it ain't supposed to be. Um, but she said that she's because it was her um directorial debut, mm-hmm. and she was saying how 
she's trying to present more to black people, present black people a little bit more. And she said, first and foremost, I am a black woman before I'm Holly Berry. And I'm like, you know what? She was like, and I've been told that and I've been shown that time after time after time. But we also think that because she is Halle Berry, that things come different for her. Yes. And it doesn't. But we all have to understand that they're biracial. That does not make it easy for them. But from Alicia Keys to Mariah Carey to Halle Berry to Kiki Wyatt, like these women have white mothers. Yeah. They are black women. You know what I'm saying? Zendaya and her dad and her mom are I love Zendaya because she's not one to um love Photoshop. She actually pulled an ad twice because they photoshopped her because she said they said that her arms look too skinny. Mm-hmm. Or something else was imperfect about her and she didn't want to wear makeup and all that. She was like, pull it. She paid out of contract and all this other good stuff. She's like, I, my fans are not going to not love me for me. I am me. And I, I understand that because yeah. she, a lot of young girls look up to her. A lot oh, of yeah. them. Oh, yeah. So, that's for sure. Yeah. But that's besides the point. But yeah, they they have, they have white mothers who carry them, but on paper, there's no black, white, biracial, Asian. No. <laughs> they have... You could check several boxes, but in the end, if your paper is checked Asian, Mexican, and black, you're black. Yeah, but in most cases, people like Halle Berry, Beyonce, Zendaya, Mariah Carey. You know, Beyonce, both of her parents black. I know that. Okay. But I'm, no, I'm just <laughs> going in the sense that, um, you know, they can say that but majority of the time they're going to get the pass just because of their celebrity hmm. they may not have the same struggles as say you you talking about or, because they're light skin well that and yeah that and again because of their celebrity they're, they're going to get a pass on a couple of things that uh, the average black woman or the average biracial woman but Beyonce all may have black. to deal with Okay, minus Beyonce, but the okay. other ones that you were mentioning that are biracial, yeah, they're. I think they're going to get a pass. They get a, more of a pass in life because of their celebrity. I, that's just my take on. It. I don't know. I think they kind of wrote off Halle Berry for a long time. I'm sorry, Halle. <laughs> I think they wrote her off for a long time. I'm sorry. I was trying to read how much alcohol was it. <laughs> 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 Oh, man. I was, because I saw something that I had never seen before. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's all right. It ain't that much. <laughs> it ain't that much. But, yeah, it's um soundtracks and an evening with Silk Sonic and blasting off. Like, if y'all haven't listened to those lyrics thoroughly, if y'all go to their page... Give them their hits and their their listens and views. I know everybody else is trying to hurry up and get it on their YouTube page so they can get hits and all that good stuff. But if you go to their page personally, they have the links and the downloads and all that other good stuff under their more section. And they have the lyrics and just listen to it and read. And it's like you had to be on a whole nother level when you put 
some of those sentences together, some of those bars. And it's like, damn, I like when Kendra said, I'm trying to have a peace of mind without a nigga trying to take a peace of mind. Like, what? <laughs> like, I get it. Like, you putting this together now. And I, I don't know. Maybe I just like lyrics because I'm an Andre fan. And no, I mean there's nothing wrong with lyrics because I think we, I think we both are fans of lyrics here. I don't think there's any difference in that. And of course, us from well, both of us from different viewpoints because you are a writer and my well, I can't say that because back in the day I did try to get into the rap game. Back in the day when <laughs> I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Back in the day. <laughs> I'm not a kid anymore. Some days to say, wish I was a kid. I like that song. Oh, yeah. I forever liked that song. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's always going to be. That's on my Pandora right now. That's always going to be a classic. Always. But, yeah, like I said, both of us are fans of lyrics, so I don't think that, I think there's going to be too much of an issue with that in regards to conversations about lyrics being had, at least not here. Yeah. So, in conclusion, if you synthesize, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> I won't be so dramatic today. It was a good show today. Yeah. We had Thanksgiving drama, not because we ain't doing it. No. I want y'all to know that it's okay to say no to family gatherings. I know that we, as this generation is getting older, we are having problems with getting our cousins and our aunts and the drunk aunties, that's me, <laughs> together um, because everybody has so many different opinions and visions and somebody did something 1,200 years ago mm-hmm. and everybody is still pissed and you don't want to have anybody get upset and blah, 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 blah. I want to say to you all, you do not have to wait to the holidays to see each other. You don't have to wait to the holidays to reconcile everything. If you want to see your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, you don't have to wait on anybody's approval. If you want to clear the air, clear the air. If you want to say, okay, mama, you might not get along with your sister or your uncle or your grandmama or whoever, but I do. So I'm going, you know what I'm saying? We got to get over that. And going back to... When I said the suicide rate is up during the holidays, that's because it's true. Um, I know that I have um, come across people who have someone who has committed suicide. And I know I had a relative who committed suicide. And it's it's not a good feeling when that person hasn't had anybody in their life, friend or whomever, family member that they could turn to and feel comfortable enough to feel vulnerable with. We are a sensitive yet sheltered and muted society when it comes to helping others. And that's not a way to go about a life. So if you know anyone who's struggling with anything, do a mental health check and just, hey, how you doing today? And listen to that person. If you know that that person is trying to convince you 
by trying to lie to themselves that everything is right, dig deeper. Don't just let that one answer be enough and say, okay, I did my part. Because you might be the last person that that person talked to. You yeah. never know what they on their way to do. Yeah. Ask them, you know, hey, let's go do X, Y, Z. If you are in the same city and capable of it, hey, come meet me. Let's do this. Or I'm going to come and see you this weekend. Blah, 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 blah. Give them something to look forward to. That's all you have to do. And follow through with it. You never know. You might be able to save somebody's life. Um, this one lady who I listened to, I, I don't know what radio station she's on now um, because it's gone syndicated. She, her son um, committed suicide uh-huh. and he um, he took his own life with pills and I'm going to make this short as possible. They had just taken family photos like that weekend prior and it wasn't like professional photos or anything like these. Just everybody was together. Let's take some pictures. And he was laughing. He was playing games. They were at the lake or something like that. And he was in and out of the water playing. And then she, cause she put all the pictures up. She was like, "Can y'all help me figure out?" But well, like this was like six or seven months after the fact. Uh-huh. She was like, "Help me pinpoint when." And I'm gonna just call him Jonah because it's not his name. When Jonah was sad, he was always happy. Blah 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 girlfriend, fiance, whoever, everything and nothing. But you never know what that person is internalizing or what they are avoiding. If they are always with you and they're never at home, something's possibly wrong. (laughs) So, I mean, just pay attention to your surroundings. Fucking put down your phone for an hour and just physically face-to-face talk to somebody. A lot of people don't understand how to do that. And it's, it's scary that we don't Socialize, and I know COVID did a lot of it, but prior to COVID, we were able to socialize a little bit more. Just check on people, yeah. and I'm I'm sorry for being long winded, but we have to not just around the holidays, but the holidays seem to bring bring it out of people even more. Yeah, yeah, even more because you don't like I get sad during the holidays, even before my dad passed away, and I'm like. <laughs> I know if I get sad, somebody who's not as strong could collapse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's not that I get sad because of anything bad. It's I get sad for people who are unfortunate. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a total different thing with me. But if you have like somebody that's in the military... Suicide rate is high for people in the military. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's one of the biggest things I was getting. You know, I was making you um, get your you know, thing off, and I was just gonna say at the end because one of the biggest things that we used to do, especially I know when I was in, was yeah, when it came around the holiday time, we knew there was gonna be, you know, we got a bunch of married Marines, and we know there's gonna be some single Marines that end up in the barracks or because of you know either they didn't have the money or something happened, you know, they won't be don't be able to be around their families, you know, during the holidays. So it was prime for even myself as a sergeant and, you know, the our senior leaders would definitely say, Hey, look, if you don't have anywhere to go mm-hmm. during Thanksgiving or Christmas, we do not want you in the barracks. Yeah. We don't we don't want you to be alone. Like let but then know. you have people who want to be alone. Yeah, I mean, and you, and you got those, but you know, we would what we would do was if we notice, okay, all right. So let's just say for my section, 
when I was in the Marine Corps. Like, I would go to my Marines and my team and be like, okay, hey, you got somewhere to go for Thanksgiving? Yeah, I'm going home. You got somewhere to go for Thanksgiving? Yeah, I'm going to such and such house. You got somewhere to go for Thanksgiving? You do know it's no. a such thing called a liar. I know that, okay. but, you know, you would, you would, you built that kind of trust with people that you would, you know, at least have the idea that they wouldn't, you know, yeah. lie about something to that extent. But even then, I mean, you, it still was nothing to just call and just verify. Or just, you know, just ask around and stuff. Double check. Because not so I was saying, if Marines going to go around somebody's house, another Marine's going to be there. Mm-hmm. So it could be like, okay, so one Marine tells you, and then you just call the other Marine. Oh, hey, so what's up with you? Yeah, he's right gotcha. here. So, but... We have we got to do that. We yeah. have got to get back to the point of checking on each other. <laughs> my friends can't go long. I called one of my associates today. I haven't talked to her in a couple months. Well, I called her yesterday. I tried the video chatter because I didn't even think that it was Thanksgiving and she could be home. But I called. I left her a voice message and all that. She hasn't reached back out. I'll call in another day or two. If she doesn't reach out. Um, then I'll reach out to someone else to see, you know, whatever, but I can't express how important it is. And it's not just your friends and your family. You got to reach out to the older generation as well. True. They are, I'm not going to say unstable, but a lot of times they feel like they have been pushed in a corner and people done forgot about them. Yeah. And even if you just put a damn card in the mail, That'll brighten up their life so much to, you know, it's amazing. Keep a couple holiday cards in your car and you don't have to put a name on it or anything. Just pass them out. And it's amazing how much that might be the only thing that that person gets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's, it's the little things. Dollar Tree sells them 10 for a dollar in the box. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to sign your name or nothing. Just, you know, happy holidays on the card and boom. And give it out. That might be the only thing that person gave. And that might be what saved them. You just got to reach out. Don't yeah. be afraid. And it might just be the Southern Bell in me. Because <laughs> I know I scared somebody when I was in college. Like, why are they so nice? <laughs> it, might just, it might just be me. <laughs> but, you know. Reach out. Yeah, that's my mental health tip. I know I hadn't done it in a while. I've been drunk, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've been checking on my mental, sorry. <laughs> and I mean, we all got to, you know, do that for ourselves. At the end of the day, we can't help each other if we're not mm-hmm. at our best. Definitely. It's okay to be selfish and it's okay to say no to family gatherings, friend gatherings. Yep. But you just definitely got to, you know... <sighs> Do what you gotta do. Yeah. Sorry for growling. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like you said, I think, yeah, this was another great episode down for the books. And as always, you can follow us on the socials. And if you want to send something to us or give us some feedback, hit us up on socials or email us at parkbenchacombosinthepark.com. And until the next time, have you had that convo yet? Why not? Hold on before we go. Okay. You hadn't done the trailblazer. Oh, yes. Yes, trailblaze out the park. Yes, who we got this time? I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't want me to do it. Um, let's see here. Um, trailblaze out the park goes to um. We're gonna go 
I'm not gonna say the generic one, but it's something that's needed. It's a double negative, so it's a positive. Okay. Teachers. Mm. Educators. Yeah. It's a difference between teachers and instructors. Yeah. Teachers don't teach no more. They instruct. We've lost teachers. So Trailblazer out the park goes to the teachers who actually still teach. The ones who actually care. Whether you are an elementary school teacher all the way up to the higher levels, post levels, because post levels still have to teach too. Yeah. Not just instruct or be become a professor. Um, because you guys were phenomenal during the pandemic. We had to drop everything and compose everything as well as still function and teach. So kudos to you, as well as our medical staff, first responders. Uh, first responders always get recognized a little bit more than the teachers do, but yeah. the teachers who are still teaching the kids who are two years behind to get them to call, uh, caught up because of the pandemic. They had a half a year and then a full year, and then on top of this current school year, they, they are behind. So these teachers are actually teaching two to three years of information in nine months. Kudos to you and thank you. Then the teachers who don't want to teach, they just want to try to get their student loans written off. Screw you. <laughs> I said that. Do your job. Yeah, that is true. And yes, the teachers do not get paid enough. I can't no, no I can't say <laughs> I can't say that I'm an advocate for trying to get the teachers um more pay. However, the ones that deserve, deserve it deserve it. Yeah. And that's that's my spiel. What you looking at? Enough said. Nothing. <laughs> you are the trailblazer out of the park. Ting. That was my smile with <laughs> Ting. But yeah, no, you, you hit it on the head. Yeah, salute to the real teachers out there. Boom! Hit it on the head. But yes. Uh, until next time, everyone. Have you had that combo yet? Why Cheers. Not? <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Catch you next time. Peace.